Welcome to QSR Nation, your weekly dose of food service marketing tips and business strategies for success. Here's your hosts, Josh Anderson, Beth Oots, and Anthony Pierce from the PFS Brands National Headquarters. Hey everybody, welcome back to QSR Nation. As always, we have Josh, Beth, and Tony here from the PFS Brands National Headquarters in Holtzman, Missouri to talk about food service marketing and business strategies for success. Today, it's our privilege to have Andy Griffith. He's a business advisor for PFS Brands. Welcome, Andy. Hey, hey, how we doing, guys? This is the Andy Griffith. Yeah. That's right. Not not your aunt being OP Andy Griffith, though. This is this is our Andy Griffith. Yeah, our Andy Griffith. Our PFS That's right. Brands Andy Griffith. <laughs> the one, the only. <laughs> So Andy, so Andy, you want to tell? Just give us a little background on how you got started in the food service industry. Uh, food service has been a friend of mine. I've been in the field a little over seventeen years. Uh, started as a kitchen help at a hibachi place. Ended up being a chef with them. Um, after about five years of that, went to a sushi bar. Was a sushi chef. Moved into management for six years there. Uh, eventually, was a multi-unit manager for them. Those were family-owned locations. Uh, after that, made the jump to corporate-owned, worked with a corporate chain concept of about 200 locations in walk Asian style. So I very much have a Asian flair background, you know, half half of the time being in the kitchen and the other half being in leadership management roles. Very cool. So did you ever do anything like um, non-food service related? I mean, or has it just always been pretty much your passion, your drive, and, and where you just focused all your energies at? I've had a few, you know, during my younger years in the summer, you know, you have a little, little side jobs with that, but I was always working with food and that would be like something else on the side. So food's always been my front runner. Ah, uh, the younger years, back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day. <laughs> the simpler time. <laughs> so I know you're really uh, big into helping people uh, get engaged employees and, you know, really ha- um, drive employee engagement, I should say. So what are some good tips for doing that? Um, employee engagement, I think, for, for me, is just being involved with them. Um, you know, we all got to go to work. A lot of times we're spending more time at work than home, especially if you work two jobs or, you know, granted if you have an overtime-based schedule. But just getting to, getting to know people, ask them how they're doing, ask them about their life and their family, making it more than just a job. Um, I also think it's really important when you go into training and your teaching skills, you really want to explain the purpose and why behind things. I, I think sometimes where people will fall short is they just say, well, that's just how we do it. That doesn't really say a message. I think when people understand a purpose, well, we do it because of this, or when you do it this way, this is the result, then the message kind of transfers a little more clearly. Thus, by doing those two tactics, I think you have a better engagement with your staff. And, and always, it's always easy to point out what's wrong with something, but you also should always point out what's going on with right. And if you do have something wrong, offer solutions. So that way you have actionable intel behind it. Well, that's that's great you know, insight. I mean, that's one thing that, you know, I always found when I was running stores that was the best way to get buy-in was to actually uh, present the, the why, like you said, you know, the purpose behind it, the plan, and that way you could also help, you know, maybe make the plan better. And then, you know, by, from having that input and be able to get people to just to really um, get behind and support, uh, you know, whatever it is, whatever initiative you're taking. So I think that's great advice. So when you're out there and you're, you're visiting the various different franchises um, that you see today, um, what, what are you doing when you're in the field and you're, and you're sitting down with that owner or a deli manager or kitchen manager? What, what are the things that you're discussing with them on a day-to-day basis? Well, 
I think each stop's unique in itself. Um, we all have many challenges in hospitality, food service, retail. They're very closely intertwined. A lot of times just trying to identify what's working for them and, as stated earlier, what, what are the issues they're facing and how do we come up with resolutions. If it's marketing, what have they tried anything in the past that has worked versus offering some new fresh ideas. Sometimes if it's training, you know, kind of asking them what is their training process, how are they onboarding people, if they're going through a lot of turnover, just trying to figure out not just, well, that's just how it is. I think sometimes, too, people just stop the buck that they just – say things are a way that's just as how they are rather than diving a little bit deeper. Um, or even in profit margins, making sure do they understand how to make their menu cost the right amount to give deliver the margins they want. Not just with our branded concepts, because a lot of them have other food items, over-deliver on your service and, and help them make sure that their whole department's running. Because what I like to tell them is, you know, we're, we're a lot more than a vendor, and our goal is to help you be successful because if you're successful in all areas, we're going to continue to grow with you. So it's just trying to figure out what's the best solution for each location. It's fun and it's challenging. Well, that's exactly right. I know that, you know, especially with the shifting in the consumer mindset today, I mean, that, that service is probably more in need now than ever. I mean, the experience that you get from a place is all, really trumps price and actually adds to the value um, so I, I love to hear the fact that, you know, as you're, you're discussing these opportunities that these stores have um, to continue to be more successful, that, you know, that entire overall experience is something that uh, you're focusing on with them. That's, that's great to hear. And for example, with our programs that we have for Champs Chicken, we've implemented a lot of different programs such as our Champ X, which, which is the championship experience, which it's the simple ideas of how to execute great customer service, but sometimes just putting that into perspective for each of our deli employees of this is why you need to make sure you're greeting someone within 10 seconds, making sure you have a smile. Are you asking them if they would like to have an additional side item to increase that profit margin for each of the um, sales that are going into that store, as well as you know having secret shops that are a great asset to every single company that you should ever be working with, just to make sure that you're getting that true customer experience and getting that feedback. So that way it's not getting a gotcha, but it's actually teaching you different opportunities to make sure that not only are you learning good customer service, but your store is going to have a good reputation and have a good um, idea in that customer's mind that this is a location that I can go to every single time that has great service, great execution, and no matter what, I'm going to have a great product. And be consistent. And be consistent, because consistency matters. That's our favorite tagline. <laughs> That's right. We, we love it. So, uh, Andy, I know um, those are some great tips you gave us, and I hear from the grapevine that you're actually writing a book. Is that true? Yes, I am. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be called Shift Secrets. It's going to give 10 proven hospitality business growth tactics. Um, essentially, it's just going to be an underground playbook guide to help operators in all hospitality how to grow their sales, improve their profits, and streamline their performance. Wow, sounds pretty interesting. So why did you write this book, Ben? Well, looking back over you know, the amount of years devoted to the industry, starting to realize and think, I've got a lot of applied knowledge that maybe other operators haven't gone through yet or are unaware of. Um, we're always learning new and different things. So I wanted to put together a very easy-to-execute format book that it's not real thick. It's going to be 75 pages. But it's going to teach them what to do, why to do it, and how to do it with actionable information. That's awesome. That's great. So without giving the book away, <laughs> what, what, what is one of your favorite tips? Because you said you're, you're focusing on 10, which I love the fact that it's a very focused list. Uh, what's probably one of your favorite tips that um, we need to read when we're, we're 
because obviously everyone needs to go out and buy the book once it hits shelves. So what's what's the one tip that's your favorite in it? I had to pick one. Oh, man, it's hard. Um, I think one that comes off hand that just coming in leadership, you know, your your job is to guide your staff but also provide a solid experience for the customer. And I think one big mistake that often gets made is um, not being fully aware of how to execute during peak time. Uh, peak time is basically your busiest hours, say, through lunch. If it's from 11.30 to 1, depending on your location, it could vary a little bit. What I've seen most often is operators wait to the last minute to pull extra support up, and by that point, they're already behind the radar. Ticket times go up, customer service goes down, heaven forbid they have to do comps or refunds, versus if you know when your peak times are, make it a standard thing that you pull everyone up 10 to 15 minutes early, get them in a flow or a rotation of working before the business hits, so when it fully kicks in, you're already ahead of the curve and you're just knocking out tickets left and right. It's well, going to be your staff is solid and the customers are solid. Yeah, for sure. Well, and that that simple execution tip right there should typically lead to um, higher average tickets and probably you know if you're in a tipping environment, better tips. You know, um, if not though, I mean, just that should still get you that higher average ticket just through natural attrition of being able to service and provide quickly and accurately what the consumer wants. Yeah, it's more of a just a proactive response versus reactive. <laughs> yeah, always be proactive for sure. Yeah. Um, where can we find this book at whenever it comes out? When is it going to be released? I'm looking for the date. It's going to be looking like June 29th. I've got okay. one more draft copy coming later this week for me to review before we pull the trigger on full production. Uh, there's a couple places you can get it. Um, it will be available on Amazon, but right now I have an exclusive early access group. If you go to shippedsecrets.com, and sign up there. I'm going to be offering a huge discount, and I'll just I'll go ahead and let out because I haven't really said what the huge discount is. You're going to be getting a free copy. I'm just going to ask for shipping and handling. Oh, nice. important to me wow. Is to get, <laughs> thank you. It's important. I just want to get the message out. I want to help other operators just sharing the information out there. Um, if you wait and do not join the early access group, you can get it on Amazon, but it's going to be uh, $19.95. I think the shipping and handling, once it's all said and done, is going to be around 7 or $8. Okay. So less than half the price by joining an early access group. Definitely look into that. Now, and you yep. all, you also have the website has some other information on I thought it was pretty neat. Was there a question there? Oh, no, <laughs> it's a statement. I, 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 just, I just say, I just, yeah, yeah. so folks are listening. He has a website too, so. <laughs> question mark. What is, what is the website? No, um, we'll, we'll definitely include a link to that um, in the notes about, with this podcast. And um, if you have any more questions for Andy or us as well, you can reach out to us at qsrnation at pfsbrands.com. Be sure to go to the podcast and subscribe to the podcast at pfsbrands.com slash podcast. Um, Beth and Tony, any more questions for Andy before we let him go? Congratulations on you know your first book, and hopefully this is just one of many more that's going to be happening. Yeah, again, to echo that. I mean, uh, really appreciate you taking the time out of your you know crazy busy day. Uh, to be on the podcast, but also uh, really excited uh, to get a copy of the book and, uh, and and see how this grows for everybody and how it helps uh, the industry continue to improve. So thank you for writing the book and being on the show. Thank you, yeah. Good oh, luck for on having the shows in Mayberry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I had to get one in. Sorry. <laughs> All right. And everybody that's listening, we'll talk to you next week. From Josh, Beth, and Tony, I just said it, but we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Stop by next week for another QSR Nation episode or visit pfsbrands.com.